If you haven't already, go ahead and order your daily journal. All you have to do is go on to drzenjohnson.com and choose the right journal that meets your needs. Write a new story for your life. Hold yourself accountable. Take control of your own happiness. And all of this can start with the Daily Journal by Dr. Zen Johnson. Order today at drzenjohnson.com. All right, let's talk about boundaries, okay? I have a mental health therapist here by the name of Vanessa Rowe, and we're going to dig all the way in. You will walk away understanding why boundaries are needed, how to create them, how to communicate them, and then how do you stand by them? We're going to dig deep and we'll walk away with the plans that we then know how to actually practice it within our lives. Let's get it in. I am Dr. Zen Johnson. Welcome to Unlearning Life as We Know It. I believe that we all deserve to be happy and that we have the ability to unlearn the old ways, learn new ways, and grow to become the greatest version of ourselves. Start your journey to a happier life right now. All right. Okay, so I'm so excited today. We have Vanessa Rowe, a mental health therapist, here to talk about boundaries. So Vanessa, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. So my name is Vanessa Rowe. I work in the community as a mental health therapist, and I specialize in marriage and family and children therapy. Thank you. I'm so excited to have Vanessa here. Um, She's here in Florida along with me. We met, we got kids and boys and all this kind of stuff. And um, I met her and I was just like, we have a lot in common as far as kind of bringing up children and kind of changes that we're making. And we've been talking a lot about boundaries and I thought it would be great to bring her on to the show as well. And just discuss like boundaries right now is a very hot topic. I think it's definitely needed. Um, But I think that at times we have to figure out like, when should they be put in place and how to put them in place? So that's what we're going to actually talk with Vanessa about. So Vanessa, I just want to start off with saying like, to me, boundaries is a hot topic. Self-care is a hot topic. Like, do you think this is just a trend or why is this kind of coming up to surface now? Well, I think it is part of a trend, but it's a good trend. And I hope that it's here to stay because as a mental health therapist, I feel like a lot of people struggle with boundaries. A lot of people sometimes don't even understand what boundaries are. Um, so I think that it is a trend, but it's a good self-care trend, right? So whenever you talk about boundaries, it, I think it correlates with self-care because if you have self-care, then you have healthy boundaries, right? And you're able to say no, or you're able to say like, that was inappropriate or, you know, you crossed my boundary. So once you have healthy boundaries, I think it correlates a lot with having a healthy self-care. Got it. So when do you know that you need a boundary? (laughs) I think we all need to have healthy boundaries. We need to have healthy boundaries in all aspects of our life, in our marriage, in our relationship with our children, in our relationship with our work, in our relationship with our neighbors. We, I think boundaries are just essential to have and Mm -hmm. to understand when to set them and to understand when somebody's breaking your boundaries. Okay. So let's get into that. Like, okay. So as you just mentioned, when to know how to set them, like, 
how do you know whenever it's like, all right, boundary time, like, should you enter new relationships with boundaries already in place? Or do you kind of wait for things to occur and then create boundaries? It's always better to just have boundaries. If it's a new friendship, a new relationship, start off with your boundaries already, right? Because we all go in with expectations, right? Just like when you start dating, you're like, well, I hope that he's this, or I hope that he does that, right? So we already go into expectations. So guess what? Expectations next to boundary will lead to a successful or a better more fulfilling relationship, right? Um, And basically, when you know that you have to set a boundary, it's just basically, does this person treat me okay? Am I going to allow this behavior? Are they pushing me to do something that I don't feel comfortable with? So when you have to ask yourself these questions, then that's when you have to set yourself boundaries, right? So I always tell my clients, I'm like, if you hang out with somebody and they always feel like it's always all about them, or when you always feel like, you know, you never get to say anything, or you always feel like you're always on the back burner, then guess what? You haven't set a healthy boundary, right? And a lot of the times you and I have talked, we talked about being brought up. Uh, Anybody that's older than us or anybody that's, you know, in a different position than us, guess what? We have to respect. We might not agree with them, but we have to still respect what they do and say. And sometimes that's not setting healthy boundaries. You know, you and I have talked about several times. We didn't you know, have healthy boundaries growing up. And throughout our field, we've learned like, (laughs) I really need some boundaries right now. I really need to work on this. And the basic thing that I tell people is it's basically what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept about people. Got it. So let's break that down. I kind of want the listeners to understand like what our conversation was about in regards to the generational side. So Mm -hmm. um, add in what you remember, what I remember is us discussing how we were taught that no matter um, what the age that we were as children did not matter. If you were talking to an adult, they automatically received a certain amount of respect. They Mm -hmm. automatically, um, you weren't allowed to say the words, no, you were just, you know, basically this, a child and you could be seen, but not heard. Right. Mm -hmm. And so our conversation was about the fact that we allow our children to say the words, no, We allow our, yes, we allow our children to express themselves no matter what the age. Now we, we do want them to do it respectfully, right? But we do allow them to actually have an opinion on something and to have the space to feel as if they can have that healthy opinion, you know, no matter what it is, if we like it or not, it is their opinion, right? That's something that we have also, um, discussed with each other. Um, but it's just giving them the space to be who they are and no longer being locked in this belief that if you're older than me, I'm not supposed to say these certain things. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I can't have an opinion. I have to stay in this, in this child space. So mm-hmm. is that what you remember from the conversation? Yes. So I remember, excuse me, us clearly saying that, um, you know, like what we said, if our children don't feel comfortable, we don't force them to hug our grandparents, cousins, uncles, aunts, We don't force that on them. And we also let them know, like, we don't push that on our children and you shouldn't, you know, it's, that's having a healthy boundary and respecting your child. Guess what? There's some days I don't want to be hugged. There's some days where I'm like, uh, I don't know you. Why are you so close to my face right now? So it's good to start showing your children healthy boundaries because you're also changing generations. 
parents, right? So we have to remember that our parents had to respect their parents. They never had an identity. Then their parents, they had to respect their parents and so on and so on. So it goes from generation to generation, generation, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing that my husband and I always talk about is we want to break what we call generation curses. We don't want to be like how generations were before, where our kids didn't have an identity, where our kids didn't have a name, where our kids weren't allowed to say no. We want to bring them up where they're healthy, they are happy, and that they're able to say no. Because how many adults do you know right now that can't even say no? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I just I, I just learned how to say no, maybe like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know, about eight years ago, like I was like in my thirties, like going into my thirties. And I was like, Oh, I think I need to learn how to say the word no and stop pleasing other people and begin to live the life that I want to live. And you're exactly right. So now with my boys, I'm instilling that in them from the beginning so that Mm -hmm. they aren't 30 years old or older. I actually made it out ahead from a lot of other people that I know that are 60, Mm -hmm. 70, 80 years old that still do not have the capability, still saying yes to everything and unhappy about every single decision that they are making. Mm -hmm. And in regards to hugs, I too, hugs and highs, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm one, if, if my kid is not in the mood for a hug or for a high from anyone, anyone, including myself, right? Mm -hmm. There are times, even my little one, I'll be like, oh, can I, I will ask, like, can I have a hug? And if he says no, I'm like, okay, you know, Mm-hmm. All right. And so therefore, especially if we meet someone, you know, I don't care. It's a family reunion. Right. And we're seeing all these people that first off, we we only see once or twice a year, if that, you know what I mean? <laughs> like or, more than them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I don't expect my child to just run up to you and give you a hug. And if you ask them to give you a hug and they don't, that's OK. Like. Mm-hmm. I know me personally, I don't always want to be touched. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to, and if I am touched by someone, I want it to be someone that I'm actually comfortable with, you know, that is touching me. So I respect those boundaries and I don't push them to oh, say right. hello or to hug someone. Mm-hmm. And hello may seem like, okay, oh, they're being rude. One thing I do know about like it's it's not about being rude. It's just that maybe they're not feeling your energy. Right. Like I'm saying hello because I'm trained <laughs> to automatically speak to you, even hello. if I don't want to speak to you. Yep. I'm still just automatically like, you know, I know damn well I don't really like you, but I'm gonna speak to you anyway. And that's that's not a good thing. I but know. these but these respectful. So that that's another thing. Like we've learned that we've learned respect. Yeah. And we know that that like saying hello, I feel like that's hard to set boundaries. But I feel like it's just something that we've learned, like it's respectful to say hello to everybody. And I feel like that's what more people need to do, honestly, is say hello if you walk somewhere in for the first time or if you pass your coworker or your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. But that's a whole nother topic that we can do (laughs) on just that. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, I just I just think that sometimes children are open and can see people's energy and feel their energy a lot more than even I'm aware of Mm -hmm. at times, right? Because I've been in this lifetime for a while. So I'm conditioned where Mm -hmm. they are not as conditioned. And so they see things exactly for what it is. And that's why I feel as if sometimes they're like, uh, no, like I'm not feeling this person. I really don't think we should even stop to talk to them and, you know, and 
Yeah, that's their round because that's a physical boundary. So remember when we talked about last time too, we talked about the different types of boundaries. So there right. is physical boundaries, which is what our children we teach them, right? Understanding you don't want to be hugged, you don't want to say hello, it's not a good time. Remember we even said like if they're in school and they don't feel like you know hugging that friend or whatever, they don't have to, right? So that's the physical boundary. But then you also have intellectual boundaries. Like what are you going to do with yourself, with your thoughts and your ideas? Then you have emotional boundaries, which is like the biggest hot topic is what are you going to accept from people? What are you going to allow from people? Are you going to allow them to mistreat you? Are you going to allow them to always make you upset? Are you going to allow yourself to always be sad? And then you have sexual boundaries. Like what are you going to do? Are you going to wait until marriage? Are you just going to do whatever you want? You know, setting those boundaries, material boundaries, right? Like, what are you, how much are you willing to spend? What are you willing to buy? You know? And then the last time is our favorite one that we talked about was time. (laughs) What are you going to do with your time boundaries? Right? Like, what are you going to do as far as it comes to your time? How are you going to focus your time when you're off? Or when you're off, are you going to be answering that phone call that you shouldn't have to answer on your day off? Right, 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 right. So yeah, we talked about time is a very sensitive one for me, especially with like right now, it seems like the days go by so fast, right? So I think it's important. I want to, I want to have some talk about self boundaries and then talk about kind of boundaries with relationships. But I really want to hit on self boundaries first Mm -hmm. because self, whenever I think of self boundaries, I think of work, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing being work, another one can be shopping or eating, right? Mm -hmm. So Um, work related, like I am, I try my best to only work during work hours, right. And don't do anything more than that. So no weekend work, you know, after five o'clock, I try to totally shut down, Mm -hmm. um, in regards to like working for someone else, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel as if you have to have those limitations, you know, certain days or certain times of the day where, you know, you don't take meetings that early or you don't take meetings that late. Right. Um, because once you set those boundaries, then the people that you're working with, they know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If you open it up to be whatever, then guess what? They are calling your work line. They're calling your personal line. They expect you to always be there and you never get a break. Nope. And, and so then you get burnt out. That that's one of the biggest things that I do as a mental health therapist. A lot of people think, I'm on call. Oh, I'm having a crisis. I need to call Miss Rowe. So yeah. that's the first thing that I establish as a therapist is my boundaries, right? And I tell them, I'm like, listen, unless it's a real life emergency, you don't have to call me, right? And if you do text me just because it's my personal cell phone, doesn't mean I have to pick up. I have 24 to 48 hours to reach out to you. If you have a crisis, we have, I provided them with the hotline numbers. I provided them with crisis numbers. So they have all their resources, but it's so much easier for people to just say, "Mm, I know Vanessa, she might be with a client, but she see my call. Let me just call her now. So boundaries with work is super important, but I think in any field, because not just like my field, I think like if you're working from home, right, it's mm-hmm. hard to have boundaries and saying, okay, well, you know, I have to go pick up the kids and then I have to go finish this. And then if you're working from home, I hear back from a lot of moms that they feel like they, they lose their identity sometimes because mm-hmm. it's like you work from home, but then you, oh, well, since I'm here, the house better be cleaned. 
Or since I'm here, you know, let me go do that laundry real quick on my lunch break. Guess what? You're not having a healthy boundary. You are, if you were at the office, would you come home to do the laundry? You're right. No, I would not. I would (laughs) go take a nice walk or go have lunch with my girlfriend or something. something. Yes. Yeah. Why a lot of people right now that work from home, they're lacking that healthy boundary of time and also like of intellectual, like what are you allowing yourself to do? What are you allowing yourself to accept? Right. So that's one big thing that I can tell you that I see in my caseload is that people have a hard time setting boundaries with work, setting boundaries, meaning if you have a project to do, you have to be assertive and say, okay, well, you know, um, that project is probably going to take me 72 hours. And you told me that I have to get it done in 24 hours. Well, you know, based off of all this stuff that I have to do in all actuality, this is going to take me a little bit more time and for it to be done efficiently and effectively, I will need 72 hours, right. Or Mm -hmm. whatever you'll need. So learning to be able to stand up for yourself and not being rude. You don't have to be rude about setting boundaries at work. And like you said, like I am the queen of boundaries. So my job knows that if I'm not at the office and it's not Monday through Friday, guess what? You're not going to get a hold of me because when I'm not home, when I'm not working, I'm with my family, right? And I have set that healthy boundary, but that's just because they already get such a little bit of time with us because of school and sports and everything that when you're home, you really want to be with them because you only get children for so long. And then before you know it, they're like adults and you're having grandkids and you're like, I never got to enjoy it. That's the biggest regret that I get from parents that overwork so much and never enjoy the quality little times because they never set boundaries with work. They never set boundaries with family. They didn't say, no, instead of going to that birthday party, we're going to go to the park and enjoy the evening, just us four or just Mm -hmm. us two, you know? So boundaries is something that's essential for everybody to have in their life, because it's just your way of allowing yourself to say, you know what? I don't have to do that. You know what? Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. And being okay with it. Right. Right. You know, you brought up a a very good point about um, whenever you communicate the boundary, you don't have to be rude. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'll probably speak for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I used to think that um, in my 20s, for sure, that creating a boundary or speaking up for myself was considered disrespectful, Mm -hmm. was also... um, if not disrespectful, whenever it came to like my personal relationships, I saw it as confrontation mm-hmm. and I do not like confrontation. Nobody and, does. And, yeah. And so I would, well, I think some people do. I think some people like to. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at the spicy side. Okay. Yeah, I, think, side. I think some but people a like of- a little, a little, a little spice like that, but me, I, I shy away from that. And so I did not know how to communicate boundaries because I saw it as confrontation that, oh my goodness, I'm about to say something that they're going to go against. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to respond in this negative way. And then I won't know what to do with that because I don't like confrontation. Well, the biggest thing is that when you set a boundary, it's awkward and hard at first, Mm -hmm. right? Especially because let's just say I get this from a lot of clients. I just started therapy and now all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not hanging out with you. I'm not going to that family dinner. I am just going to go home. And then the client's family is like, 
oh, you changed. Or the friends will be like, you're not the same person anymore. And guess what? I'm like, yeah, you can't, they can't run you over. Yeah. They can't make you do all of the stuff that you don't want to do. Or yes, now you're not working, you know, 60 hours instead of the, instead of the 40 that you're only getting paid for. When you set boundaries, it makes people uncomfortable. And if people don't understand that, they make you feel bad about yourself. They're like, oh, why are you doing that? Why are you changing all of a sudden? Why are you, you know, finally putting yourself first? And people always think as a, as a negative thing, setting boundaries, you and I know that sometimes it's uncomfortable, but once you learn how to set a healthy boundary, you're like, not going to do that. (laughs) Don't want to do that. Definitely not. And that's one thing that my husband and I had to learn is like set healthy boundaries with family, set healthy boundaries with friendships, set healthy boundaries within ourselves, set healthy boundaries with our kids' friendships, right? Because not just because we're friends with people, we that means we want our children to play together or like different things like vice versa, you know? So learning to set boundaries is something that is very essential. I feel like it's crucial. And it's not easy. That's what I need people to understand. Setting a boundary is not easy. It's uncomfortable. It's frustrating. You might have to, you know, repeat it and let people know. But if let me just say this. If somebody doesn't respect it, then they really don't respect you. Because if you care for somebody, then you'll say, you know what? Miss Miss Rowe is correct. Um, I keep pushing her buttons. I keep calling her when she shouldn't be called. I should know right now it's Friday and it's whatever. It's 5 p.m. It's not the best time to call her. I know she's probably at the soccer field or something, you know? And when people understand that, then it becomes easier and you will get less friction, but you also feel less guilty. Because I think a lot of people, I remember us touching part of like the guilt, that goes behind yeah. saying no and the yeah. guilt behind stopping being the people pleaser. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And like I said, it's not easy, but once you understand the different types of boundaries that we should all have and then understanding how to set them properly, then it'll be easier for you to just continue having them everywhere. Cause once you set a healthy boundary for like what I said, physical boundaries, then guess what? You'll know what you're going to take physically um, from people like from hugs, family members or whatever. Once you do the intellectual boundaries, you'll be able to say like, okay, am I going to talk to these people about politics? Or am I going to bring this up about my religion right now? Or like emotional boundary? What am I going to accept? What am I not? Once you understand that all the boundaries that are good to have, and you learn to slowly set them, then it just becomes easier for you. Yeah. Your life becomes easier because you stop being a yes ma'am and a yes sir. Yeah. Yeah. And so you gain so much more time because you start doing things that you want to do instead of everything that everyone else needs you or wants you to do. But okay, so let's let's play out an example here. And I would like to use a relationship. We've been talking about a lot of self things, but Mm -hmm. let's use a relationship, for example. Um, I'll let you create what that example would be, but let's kind of start from the beginning of kind of what's the problem. And then um, how are we going to create a boundary around that? So what's a common example? A common example is how your spouse talks to you. Mm, That's a big one. Communication. Yes. Communication within a relationship is that's that's a tough one. And it doesn't even have to be a spouse. It could be a boyfriend. It could be somebody that you're getting to know what are you going to accept? So let's just say the issue could be that you don't like the way that they talk to you, right? Or that they use like 
verbal aggression or verbal, you know, foul language to you. How do you get that boundary of cross? Well, the first thing that I tell my clients is you don't do it in the heat of the moment. <laughs> you don't do that. You don't say, well, mother, what? you know, like <laughs> you, don't, you don't say, wait, hold up, hold up. Let me tell you what we go do right now. You know what I'm not going to accept. No, you, everything's like, stop right now. Yeah, like not going to accept this. No, you have to learn to do it in a calm setting to the person, get your person to be. And I usually tell people you go in a dining room table or you go to, you know, a public place or wherever you feel comfortable, you sit across from the person. And the biggest thing is eye contact that you're giving each other eye contacts because that lets the other person know, okay, Miss Rowe came in serious today because she is like, look at me in the eyes, right? And then you tell them like, please don't talk to me that way. Please do not disrespect me in front of people like that. Or my favorite one to use, please don't talk to me that way. Or, you know, you could just figure out whatever's going on. So, or when, or you can also go into explaining when you talk to me that way, I get very upset. I get frustrated. I get irritated, right? I statements are very important because when you say, when you talk to me like that and you always push my buttons and you always make me mad, guess what? It makes the other person be on the defensive side. We're not coming, when you are expressing your boundaries in a healthy manner and setting them, you're not coming off to make people feel bad. What you're doing is you're letting them know, hey, we've been doing this wrong and I want to fix it to better this relationship. That's all it means is the way that we're talking to each other doesn't make us both feel better when we're done. If anything, it makes us not talk for a couple of days. If anything, it ends relationships. So why don't we fix this? Why don't we change what we've learned? Remember, we've talked about learned behavior that a lot of the times the way that you communicate is because of the baggage that you have from other relationships or what you learned from your family, whether it's negative or positive. So many people come into my office and they're like, I don't talk like that. I do this thing with all my clients. It's called a genogram. And a genogram is basically you go and you look at um, different cycles in people's life, right? So you look at how your parents' relationship was. You look at the abuse history, like substance abuse, physical history. Like, do they have any mental health disorders or anything? But the biggest reason why I do it is because I look at their communication. So I look at how did your mom and dad communicate with each other, right? I look at how did your mom communicate with her parents? How did her parents communicate with her parents, right? So you go back and you look and you're like, wow, I, I learned all this verbal aggression and yelling and being frustrated and throwing things around because that's all I saw. My grandparents did it to my parents and then my parents did it to me, right? So then you don't understand and you don't know that this is not acceptable. But once you start going to see a therapist, which I recommend for everybody, (laughs) is that you learn, we look at your aspects in your life and we say, okay, well, what do you want to work on? And what are you willing to change, right? And if you come in with like the example that we gave up that your spouse is talking to you in this negative way or your boyfriend always makes you feel demeaning or makes you feel like you're like this small, then what we'll tell you is, okay, so how have you expressed this to them? And 90% of the time they're like, yeah. And then we'll ask them, okay, well, how did you do it? Well, in the moment, right there and then. And we'll tell them, like, if you guys are both mad, do you even think that he, she are going to be able to even 
get your point across at all, or even going to understand what you said. No. So another thing that I would say is making sure that you set, communicate, and keep them. Those are like my keywords. Set you set your boundary, right? Communicate it and then keep it, which you and I had talked about. That is the hardest thing to it do. It is. Yeah. Because you have to keep yourself accountable within that as well. So, yeah. you know, you, you hit on something, you mentioned that, um, well, I have a question for you and then I want to touch on something that of you course. hit on, okay. but you hit on the fact that um, you review like how your upbringing and how your grandparents and your parents spoke to you. And it kind of hit me in a way because in your example, you're like, oh, that's probably why you may yell and this, that, and the other. But mm-hmm. also on like the other side of the spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like confrontation, but I also came from a household where I did not see my parents argue. Mm-hmm. There was no yelling. There was no, there were discussions. Yeah. There may have been disagreements. Yeah. But I didn't see arguing at all. Right. I didn't see like, so I really didn't have like that example of like having a disagreement that was, um, you know, very passionate, (laughs) a very passionate disagreement. Yeah. That may have escalated a little bit. And then how the conflict was resolved. I did not have that example because my parents were very pretty calm, right? In their communication. So whenever I came into my adult world and I'm dealing with, you know, someone who may have come from another, an example, like what you brought, right? I was just like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't really know how to deal with confrontation because I think a lot of things were kind of done behind the scenes Mm -hmm. as far as my childhood goes. So I didn't really see it. So then I automatically would be triggered. Right. And then so I come with this, you know, oh, I don't like confrontation or I'm triggered in a way of like, oh, my goodness, that's like that's disrespectful. And no one, you know, and and my thing was like my own my father never yelled at me. So if I ever had in a relationship where a man would raise his voice, I would immediately be like, "Uh uh-uh, oh, no, 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 no. My own daddy didn't even yell at me. So I know you're not about to do it. Oh, that was. That was my go-to every single time. Oh and they would be like, your daddy didn't yell at you. I'm like, no, he did not. So you're not he going was to. nice. So you better was, stop He was right a now. nice man. <laughs> no, I get nice it. Man. He never yelled at me. So I just wanted to bring that point that it goes like on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Even if you came from a very quiet household, mm-hmm. right? It still mm-hmm. may not have taught you the the communication skills that you need within, you know, your lifetime as an adult yeah. within your relationships. Right. So, okay. So, um, we talked about oh, my question to you was though, mm-hmm. if we don't talk about it when the confrontation is happening, right. And you're saying, okay, wait until everyone calms down. Kind of what's the expiration date for that? Because, you we know, know, like, do you wait a couple talk. of days or a week or you know, it's that is all up to you. So how long will it take your spouse, friend, whatever, for them to see your side? Right. Because the biggest thing that I tell people is if you can't get the person to see another side, but their side, you're wasting your time. You can't have somebody like disagree or have an argument or even a different opinion from somebody if they're not willing to see the other side right so let's just say if this is somebody that you're dating and you're like no they're really hard-headed it's gonna take about a week then guess what say hey how about next friday me and you we go out to dinner and we talk about this let's not get upset over it 
let's just go out to dinner or, you know, sometimes people don't like having these conversations at dinner. So maybe we'll go out to, you know, to breakfast or, you know, we'll go out for a walk in the neighborhood and we'll talk about it. Or we'll just sit at our own house to, you know, like I always tell people, I'm like, why are you afraid to like table time things? Right. So like saying, you know what, tomorrow I looked at our schedules and we have nothing to do at 7 PM. Would you, and you ask them, would you be okay to talk about this boundary that I want to set with our relationship? And then you'll just get their feedback. If they say yes, then you meet up with them. But also if they say no, and you try, I would say try more than once. But if you tried already three times and they still don't want to sit down with you, some people need to hear this. You need to move on. <laughs> you need to keep it moving. Grab your baggage and run. Because I tell this, I see this all the time, even in relationships and marriages and, and friendships and all of that. If this person is still not changing, guess what? You, how much are you going to tolerate? Right. How much more are you going to live like this? How much disrespect are you going to take? You think that one day they're just, if they've been like this for what, five years, one year, one month, guess what? You and I know that at the end of the day, how we're rooted will always surface, right? So how we were always been is going to come out. And that's why we constantly have to continue to work on ourselves. We also said last time, like people are like, oh, I don't change. Guess what? I change all the time. I change my hair color, change my nails. I change what I like. I change my workout gym. I change my mind (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Like it changes inevitable. Right. So I remember us talking about that. Like, you know, people will say, oh, now that you started setting boundaries, you changed. You're not the same person anymore. And it's okay. You tell people, yes, I changed. I got myself a therapist. I'm working on my self care. Yes. And I'm working (laughs) on myself. Yes. I am no, I have changed. No longer living for people. I am living for myself to love myself. And then also another one for the moms, that doesn't mean that you're going to stop being a bad mom, that you're going to be a bad mom now because you put self-care in it. You and I know you're going out for walks. I'm going out to work out. You know, we both do our different things, but we set that boundary with our children. We set that boundary with our marriage that during this hour, yeah, this is me time. This is me. And if you learn that, then your kids are going to be like, you know what? My mom always did work out and my dad always went to the gym. And, you know, my dad spent time with his friends and my mom spent time with their friends. And, you know, and you you educate them. Right. Because the biggest thing that we want to do is we want to change cycles. We want to change and unlearn healthy ways. So setting boundaries is just, I feel like it's just so crucial and it's essential. And a lot of people, when you set boundaries, you don't, you set these expectations, but you also don't allow yourself to get hurt. You limit it. And once you set that boundary, you know, you have to continue to say, okay, they crossed it. Cause I know people that say, well, you know, they, they didn't cross it. And they crossed it one time. Well, guess what? The biggest thing is we're all human, right? right? If you feel like the person crossed your boundary and you remember, you have to tell them like, hey, you crossed my boundary or hey, you know, I saw that we were in the heat of the moment and you, you know, said that one bad word and I'm not okay with that. The other person apologizes and understands that they broke their boundary. Guess what? 
They're human just as much as you're human. So don't expect perfection, right? Don't expect people to be perfect when you set boundaries. You might have to remind them for a while, but once they remember, they'll be able to say, oh yeah, I remember that, you know, we don't like talking that way, or we don't talk about these people, or we just don't do this anymore, right? So learning boundaries is, is I feel like it's very essential. And you know what? A lot of people don't even know what boundaries are. They don't understand what boundaries, what, how healthy it is and how life-changing it is. Because you and I know how to set boundaries, right? And once you have boundaries, I feel like it's a little freeing because you no longer do things to please people. You no longer things to please anybody, your boss, your coworker, your husband. You're just like, nah, I'm not. Yeah. It's, It's amazing. It's so good. It's honestly, you know, you can speak from experience to that, that it's, it's life-changing because you, you learn and you say, and you establish things and you know, your limits. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I enjoy it. Once I got a hold of setting boundaries, (laughs) it was like, like, (laughs) it was, yeah. I was just like, boom, 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 boom. Who's next? Come on. Right. I was just, (laughs) no, I'm serious. Yeah. So once you learn boundaries, once you understand how healthy they are, once you get a hold of it, once you begin to communicate them properly, mm-hmm. um, you will find that, yes, people will start changing around you. Like I went around that as well. They said it was me changing, but from my perspective, I'm like, no, it's you changing because you're seeing that I'm not willing to bend over backwards the way that I, I used, used to. to. Yeah. And I take full responsibility for that. Like those were decisions that I made, but now I'm making a different decision for myself and I'm no longer being as flexible as I was before. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm taking care of myself. I'm putting myself first. And whenever people see that, that is kind of like alarming for them. And what I've learned, it's a great way to clean house, right? If you want to clean your house. Yes. Okay. And we're going to end it on this. If you all are ready to clean your house, set boundaries, Mm -hmm. then you really get to know the people that you're dealing with because they will easily start to show up exactly who they are. And you will figure out if that person should really get a front row seat in your life or not. And I'm telling you, you will be cleaning house left and right because they are really going to remove themselves. Cause they won't be able to stand all of this confidence and self-care that's like exuding from you. Your glow. They won't understand yeah. that you are, you are being better. You are working on yourself. You're being a better person, a better mother, a better daughter, a better anything, a better worker, whatever. Once you have boundaries, you are bettering yourself in so many ways and so many different aspects. Right. And if somebody just for the listeners, if somebody tells you that you're changing for the worst, when you're setting boundaries, what are we going to tell them? Use a hater. Right. (laughs) Use a hater. (laughs) You are hating on me living my best life right now. Yes. Yes. And yeah. And those haters have have to be removed. You will have them. Whenever you go on this boundary journey, you're going to run into people in your life that you thought was like your bestie. Y'all been, y'all been hitting the streets since forever. Right. Mm -hmm. And you realize like, oh my goodness, like this is no longer working because you have set these boundaries. But the good thing is that your light is going to shine so bright 
that they won't be able to take it. They're going to need sunglasses. They're going to be like, oh my God, what is he or she doing? It's too much for me. They don't even have words to explain it. But it's very interesting how they will begin to fade away. And then these new, beautiful, yeah, these new, beautiful people, these new, beautiful souls, Mm -hmm. or these new, beautiful opportunities. Mm -hmm. Now you've made room for them to come because you cleaned your house. So now you can have some fresh new things that meet where you are today. And that's what you need. You don't need things that of where you were 10 years ago. Like you're a whole, once you start on this journey, you're in a whole different space. And so you need a whole new environment, you know, of, of people and things, all of that to match who you are today. And so this is a great way to clean your house, to then make room for all of these beautiful blessings. Yes. (laughs) Get all of it up out of there. So yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa. First, you know I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening and everything. And I'm always more than welcome. Like I said, I am community based here in Port St. Lucie, and we're always willing here to help. I do a lot of non for profit things too. I'm a big Christ follower because I love my Jesus. But you and I, we always work together, right? Yeah. And we know that our biggest goal at the end of the day is to give back and let people know to make a change, right? So we work together and that's part of life. You work with different people, different beliefs. But at the end of the day, we all come together and say, we want to better people and we want people to know you don't have to take that anymore. You don't have to take that anymore. And on that note, thank you for listening once again and tune in again next week. Thank you. Have a beautiful one. Bye-bye. Bye. I am Dr. Zen Johnson, and you've been listening to Unlearning Life as We Know It podcast. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dr. Zen Johnson. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another awakening conversation. Thank you for listening.